Hi there, I'm Dr. Trevor Cates. Welcome to the Spa Doctor Podcast. On today's podcast, we're discussing how symptoms and illnesses can be linked back to your mouth. Think about all the time you and your family have spent in the dentist chair, and have you ever asked questions about what they're using in the treatments? Some of the information today will probably surprise you, but it's important to know how this may be impacting your health. We also cover some top tips for women's health in this podcast. My guest is Dr. Caitlin Sazowski. She is a chiropractor and certified functional medicine practitioner with extensive training in women's health. The reason for Dr. Caitlin's search for root cause is because of her health taking a turn for the worse in her 20s, and no doctor could tell her why. It wasn't until she traced her root cause back to the dental work she had done as a teenager and young adult and through extensive research that she found that she had the majority of her, of her symptoms and illnesses were linked back to her mouth. She is hugely passionate about finding the root cause of a person's health issues and developing a safe and effective plan for reversing their symptoms and restoring their quality of life. In this interview, we discuss how your mouth is connected to your overall health, which dental procedures and practices are possibly harmful to your health, and how to find dentists using a more holistic approach. We also discuss Dr. Caitlin's top takeaways as one of the hosts of the upcoming 50 Ways to Women's Wellness online event. So please enjoy this interview. Caitlin, so great to have you on my podcast. Welcome. Thank you so much. It's so nice to be here. Yeah, and I know I've I've met you at conferences and, and I even ran into you at the airport. <laughs> um, and I, I was really interesting to hear your story of what got you into functional medicine and and helping people, especially helping women. Um, and we'll we'll talk more about how you're really helping women in particular, but tell everybody about your story and what got you so interested and involved in this. Oh my goodness. It's actually a long haul, unfortunately, but I'll cut to the chase. Um, nobody could tell me why I was so tired. Nobody could tell me why my menstrual cycles were um, kind of all over the place, hormones, a mess. And every test came back normal. Thyroid's normal. Estrogen, testosterone, progesterone's normal. Everything's fine. And essentially I started feeling like I was going crazy and it was all in my head and I just had to live with it. But eventually I found a doctor who dug deeper and looked at the functional aspect of it. So they weren't just looking for markers being out of the lab range. They were actually looking to see what wasn't within the functional range. And I started to get a little bit better um, with those kinds of things. And then what ended up happening was I plateaued hardcore and I couldn't get any better. And it wasn't until I was at a conference where they were talking about um, mouth and how your mouth can directly affect literally every aspect of your body. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. I don't have any silver fillings. So let's just look into this. And so I found a biological dentist in my area and ended up having a cone beam done, which is a special x-ray of your jaw. And it came back that I had four really, really bad cavitations, so much so that the radiologist even used the word cavitation in my report. And if anybody knows anything about radiologists, they try and be very vague or as vague as possible to avoid um, 
you know, misdiagnosis, misrepresentation. And so I ended up having my cavitations removed. And for the first time I could breathe through my nose in like five years, the day after surgery. And so it's just been this long haul of figuring out and addressing and really looking at how my mouth was affecting everything. I was talking with my dad about what I had done when I was younger and the dentist put a sealant on all of my teeth to try and avoid cavities. But I found out that the sealant is an estrogen driver. It's full of plastic. So no wonder my hormones were a mess. And now that I know these things, there's things that I can do. And so for the first time, I actually have non-painful menstrual cycles. They're regular. They're not heavy. There's no clots. And it's just been a blessing finding out all this stuff. Um, but it's been quite the journey to figure out where all of my uh, symptoms were coming from, essentially. Yeah, and it's such an unlikely place for people to think about with their symptoms, especially, like you said, you weren't really having any tooth pain or any issues with your teeth or your gums that indicated you haven't had any issue. And it's you know, dental work is one of those things. It's been great to have it to make our teeth look pretty and straight and, and all, you know, all of those kinds of things. But uh, it definitely, there's a lot of an invasive procedures that people do without really even thinking that it's create that it could be harmful to their health. And I know that I've always, with my kids, I always asked a lot of questions with, with dentists, like what is in the sealant? What is in this? And, and my, my kids, it's like genetically, they've got soft teeth prone to cavities. And so we've had to figure out a lot of stuff with them. But the typical approach has always been, you know, lots of fillings and sealants and fluoride. And, and I, I haven't gone that, that route much. I mean, like porcelain fillings and things like that. But it's, uh, it's a tricky thing. And, and they always made me feel like I was crazy for asking these questions because nobody ever asks, nobody ever questions what's in that filling that com composite that, um, or what's in that sealant and, and why do we really need fluoride? And, and you want my kids to ingest fluoride? Isn't that toxic? It says it on the label, <laughs> the toothpaste label. So, um, but nobody asks these questions. So I think it's, it's fascinating and it's not something we've talked about really very much on the Spot Doctor podcast. So thank you for bringing this to our attention. So tell us, you know, tell people how they can get, find a biologic dentist. Like they're, they're not that easy to find, are they? Oh my goodness. No. And I was actually just talking to a dentist this weekend. Um, you know, a family member is a dentist and we were talking about how can we get them involved in like the biological, like how can we persuade them to come to the dark side, as everyone says. And she's like, you know, it's, it was really hard because dentists, when you get out of school, they're in a lot of debt and they're looking for like an associateship and most dentists are traditionally trained. And so they're really just looking to have an associate to do what they already do, not an associate to come in and completely like change everything, revamp their entire procedure model. And so it is difficult. It's not easy unless a dentist is literally going to open up their own office and start this. So how I found my biological dentist is I went on the uh, website iaomt.org. And it's a list of all holistic dentistry. 
and you can go through and they're going to have different levels of accreditation. You want to still interview them to find out, are they mercury safe? Are they mercury free? Because those things mean very different things and find out, you know, do they promote root canals? Do they do fluoride? Do they, how do they remove um, silver fillings from your mouth if they need to be replaced or you want them replaced because you know that they're toxic. So that's where I would start is the IAOMT website. Another website you can go to is IABDM. So that's another biological website and it's .org again, um, that you can find somebody that is, well, trained in doing things more holistically. Right. Okay. So let's, let's talk about some of these things that you mentioned. We have had somebody on the podcast before talk about the concerns about fluoride, but maybe you could also just kind of give a, an overview of why, why you think it's a, an issue and a problem. Oh my goodness. So fluoride is a neurotoxin. And so when we put fluoride in our mouth, our mouth is actually our first, other than our skin, which you know all about, is one of our first entryways into our body. And so when we have fluoride going into our mouth, whether it's in our toothpaste or our drinking water, essentially it's a toxic material that is extremely attracted to nerves. And most dentists say, you know, the only thing you have to worry about is like fluoridosis. So like those white lines on your teeth, but really they're not looking at how it's actually affecting your body. And that's what um, I'm hoping to start to do is connect how your mouth could affect the rest of your body. And so I don't personally get done, nor do I recommend people getting those fluoride trays because fluoride doesn't just make your teeth strong. It actually makes bones brittle. So although things are stronger, they're more likely to crack and break because of the fluoride. And then you get the neurotoxic component to it. And to me, it's just not worth it. It's, it's a big mess waiting to happen. Right, right. Yeah. And we did cover a, a, a podcast that fluoride might be linked to acne and, and pretty severe acne too as, mm-hmm. as well. And a lot of concerns about that. And even where it's sourced from is, is not, it's, uh, it is toxic. It's not like just something that's mined and a natural, um, and, you know, if you want to. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a waste product from mining. And uh, years ago, I don't remember what year it was, they met and they're like, okay, what do we do with this waste product? And they all came to the consensus that it would be a good idea to just to stick it in our drinking water. Um, and that was one way to get rid of highly toxic material and not pay to get rid of it in covering it up by saying, you know, it's going to make our tea strong or bone strong, all these other things with completely negating the fact that it's still a toxic material and it's not necessarily healthy for us. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. And this is nothing new and that hasn't been out there. So anybody that doesn't believe us or wants to look into this, there's definitely a lot of information out there and, and, uh, studies and reports that are, are coming out more and more on, on the concerns of fluoride and that we really need to get it out of our drinking water also. That's that definitely. So another reason to drink fil- filtered water to actually yeah. get out the fluoride, which are a lot of uh, uh, water treatment facilities are putting in because it's supposed to be protective, but yet we've got to actually take it out. So um, mm. very unfortunate. And now with fillings, mm. 
we we got we've gotten away a lot from mercury failing. So younger people don't even really a lot of them don't even know what that is because it's just that nobody's really putting in mercury fillings anymore. These amalgam fillings, but people my uh, you know our age and a little bit older, um, some of us. I mean I don't, but some people still have those in their mouths, right? So what is the concern with with these? So there's multiple concerns. So the silver fillings are actually 50%, well, 45 to 55% mercury by weight. And so the problem with mercury is mercury is very, very toxic. It's a heavy metal that leaches the entire time that it's in your mouth. And they've done studies where they actually found that silver fillings put in sheep and monkeys leach to every organ. So essentially what that means is there's a mercury buildup that happens in their liver, their kidneys, um, their brain. It even goes into the fetus. So they put it in um, pregnant sheep and within 30 days they did a scan and there was mercury in all of the babies. And so mercury is not just highly toxic, it is actually generationally, generationally uh, transmitted from moms to kids. And so even though younger kids might not have ever had a silver filling, if their mom had a silver filling when she was pregnant with them, they're still likely to have mercury toxicity on their nerves or their organs from mom. And the crazy part, so I actually got my hands on like an old silver mercury bottle. And it says right on there, it's poison with the skull and crossbones. Yet for some reason, as soon as it gets put in the mouth, it's fine. I, like to me, that just makes absolutely no sense. And then when they remove it from the mouth, it becomes highly toxic again and they have to dispose of it appropriately. They can't just flush it down the toilet or down the sink or throw it in the garbage. They actually have to store those old mercury fillings in a special container and then pay somebody to come pick it up. So mercury is a massive problem in um, silver fillings and you're right, it's not used super often anymore. But unfortunately, there still are a lot of dentists who say it's fine, it's stronger, your insurance will cover it, it will really? last longer. Wow. So they'll still push it, especially on lower income individuals um, who, you know, they need a cavity filled and they have an insurance that will cover the mercury filling. So they go with it. The unfortunate part is the long-term consequences can be um, far more devastating than beneficial, not to mention it could cost you more money in the long run because mercury tends to expand. And when it expands, it cracks. And when teeth crack, then you need like a root canal and a crown or you need it pulled. And so it really can cost more in the long run, maybe not initially, but down the road, it could cost you more money. Yeah, right. And then when people, you know, for people who are saying, oh gosh, I need to hurry and go get <laughs> what are some of the, the cautions that are... Um, the things that people need to think about when they get their those fillings removed. Yeah. So the one thing I always tell everybody is if you cannot find a biological dentist, leave it in your mouth. It's actually less dangerous than having it removed improperly. So the two times the, that you're exposed to those mercury vapors the most is when they put it in and when they take it out. 
And then it is leaching the rest of the time it's in your mouth when you brush and eat and chew and all those things, but it's not as much of an impact as when they remove it. So you want to make sure that if you're going to remove it, that you get it removed by a dentist that has all the equipment to be super, super safe, meaning they give you your own air supply. They not just give you a dam, but they give you, um, like they cover you so that you're not going to go home with any mercury on your clothes. They're completely covered. Um, so there's a lot of things that the dentist needs to do. But then there's some things that I always recommend individuals do just to further protect themselves from the mercury vapors, like take um, a really high quality, pure charcoal to bind up anything that you get exposed to. Do a vitamin C flush after to make sure that if anything did get um, ingested or swallowed, that you're flushing it out of your system. Um, I always recommend restore just to um, close up those tight junctions in the gut. So there's some things that you can do on top of it, but the most important thing is making sure the dentist is properly trained. Right, right. And I know that someone will actually have like IV vitamin C that they mm -hmm. give and all sorts of things. So yeah, that, you know, it's crazy. And then the other alternatives to those fillings are composite and porcelain. Are there, I think those are the main ones, right? Mm -hmm. So I always recommend asking your dentist what, what's in it because some of the white fillings still have plastics in it. And I'm positive that some of the white fillings I have have plastics in it because it was put, you know, back in the 90s. And so it's one of those things where you got to ask questions. If there's anything that I hope everybody gets out of this is, don't be afraid to ask your dentist questions. You know, don't be afraid to ask your doctor questions. It's your health. It's your body. And you have every right to know what's in it before you agree to do it. So you want to make sure that any of the fillings don't have those plastics because plastics um, cause estrogen dominance and um, all sorts of other toxic issues. And so you want to make sure that whatever you're putting in your mouth is as neutral as possible. Absolutely. Okay. Um, and then I know that um, dentists will oftentimes recommend root canals for people. You mentioned that, that, that you want to avoid those. Why, why do people, why should people avoid root canals? Oh, okay. Well, our teeth have what are tubules. So they go from like the outside, so the enamel all the way in, and that's how our teeth get the nutrients, not to mention it has its own blood flow and its own nerve supply and it's attached to the lymph system right at the root. And so what happens is when dentists do a root canal, um, they remove all the nerve, the blood supply, the pulp, and they fill it with this material. But the problem is they can't actually sterilize the tooth completely because of those dental tubules. And so what ends up happening is that tooth is still hosting an infection, essentially. And so there's been studies done where they tested root canal teeth, like old root canal teeth, and it was something like 999 out of 1,000 still had infections in it. So the problem with that is whenever we have an infection, it can go anywhere, especially since it's still attached to your lymph, and your lymph goes everywhere. And that's really one of your body's means of like cleaning things out. And so you can end up with other problems. They're linking it to cancers. 
Um, they're linking it to autoimmune conditions. So root canals, if at all possible, you don't want to do, especially if you have an underlying disease like diabetes or an autoimmune condition, just because that's more likely to trigger it and constantly have, well, your um, disease that you've been diagnosed with be triggered constantly. So there's some studies coming out there where they're thinking about maybe um, using a laser might help kill all the bacteria. But until I can see actual research and studies proving it, I would tell people if you need a root canal, personally, what I would do is I would just get my tooth pulled and either do an implant and make sure it's zirconium or um, do like a partial bridge or a bridge or something other than getting a root canal. Okay. Yeah. And I know that uh, I've had patients get very sick after a root canal. So I've seen that in my practice as well. And then they, <laughs> then they have to go in and, uh, and kind of do reverse all of that and clear mm -hmm. up the infection. And it's a lot more work to take care of people after they've had the root canal and, and kind of fix the, the address the damage that's occurred. And I, you know, I hear so many people go in for root canals. You hear about it all the time. And uh, so, and I think a lot of times people don't ask questions they don't know. And so, yeah, thank you for addressing these things. Yeah, well, and I think too, if um, your listeners can find it still, find the documentary called Root Cause. Um, Netflix took it off because they got a lot of flack from the American Dental Association. But if you can find it, watch it. If you have any questions, they did a great job about talking about the complications associated with root canals. Mm, interesting. Mm -hmm. um, and so I know that you, you've been helping get this message out to people. And one of the things you did, you were interviewed recently for uh, a, a women's summit and then you were also the ho one of the hosts, right? So you interviewed myself and you interviewed some other women for this. And it, I mean, there are, gosh, of so many women that I know interviewed for this, uh, really amazing mm -hmm. experts in and health and wellness and, and physicians specializing, especially more of an integrative, holistic, functional medicine, naturopathic medicine approach. And so it, can, you, can you tell us what, what it was like interviewing some of these amazing women? Oh my goodness. It was such a blessing. I love learning. Love, 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 love learning. And these women are really pioneers in their field. They're so knowledgeable and they have so much to give. And they were just, they were literally pouring their hearts out in like 25 minutes. And that was a blessing because it was more TED style talk, which was great. So there was no like chit chat. It was like straight to the point, like, what is it that women need to know? But as an interviewer, I was like, no, 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 I want to keep going. I want to know more about this. Um, you know, especially with you, I was like, okay, no, we can't keep, we can't stop just yet. Um, Cause you have so much knowledge on skin and how skin deep, um, well, your skin, if it's not healthy on the inside, it's not going to be healthy on the outside. And I could have just kept talking with you about it. But it was really remarkable, all of the information that these women shared. And it was so cool because it's not like every other summit where 
it's like one topic for the most part and everybody's talking on that one topic we have people from every aspect so everything that women think about that bog them down that um maybe trouble them or challenge them from like sex and hormones and pregnancy emotional healing and self-love um, chronic disease solutions weight loss and beauty um, detox gut health anti-aging uh, financial freedom success and then how to take back your power so the information that I was given during these 25 minute um, interviews was unreal. And even though I got to interview about 20% of the people, I'm like, I can't wait for this to launch because I want to hear what everybody else had to say because I bet you it's just as good as what I got. Yeah, I remember when I heard, and I, I, um, I'm on a lot of summits and I don't always promote a lot of some, I don't really promote them. I don't, you know, set, share that with my, with my people that much, unless it's something that I feel is really impactful and that they're, they're quality, really high quality interviews. Um, and when I started to hear about all the different people I know that were going to be interviewed for this, I'm like, yeah, sign me up. I want to be on that summit. I want to help get the word out about that too, because so many, so much great information. A lot of people that have been on my podcast are also on the summit and many more that I want to get on my podcast, <laughs> like having you on, this is great. So I, um, what are, like, what would be some of the big takeaways that you got from some of the women that are, are interviewed on this, on this? summit and it's called the 50 ways to women's wellness yeah 50 ways to women's wellness okay great yeah. so how that title came up was originally we were going to have 50 women come in and share their their specialty but i think it ended up being closer to 70 so um <laughs> everybody is in for a treat myself included because that just means 20 more women to learn from and get amazing information but like some of the people, and I can only really talk about what um, I learned just from the people I interviewed, but um, like Naomi Whittle was on and she talked about autophagy and so fasting and what autophagy is and how women need to do it differently because we're not the same as men. We have different hormones and how our circadian rhythm plays into our autophagy and our ability and how easy it is for us to fast. And then she gave a couple tips like uh, to increase autophagy, women need to increase their sodium consumption and their fat consumption in order to get like the true well, best outcome from doing either intermittent fasting, every other day fasting, 24 hour fasting or block fasting. Um, so that was something I didn't know. And I fast my clients all the time. I didn't think to increase their sodium intake, but that was, um, a great takeaway for myself. Um, what were some of the other things? There was a lady who talked about finances and investing, and her name was um, Miranda Marquette. And I'm not an investor. That stuff is like talking Chinese to me, but she actually gave really good, um, like beginner step by step. So, like, one of the things she said to do was um, to use indexing. And then to track your spending and one of the apps that she said was twine so i was like well that's actually pretty cool because you know like i watch things but i don't actually track things so there's little things that i'm going to start to implement just to see where it takes me especially that indexing 
financial freedom through having your money work for you sounds pretty awesome to me. I just have never been bold enough to jump into the stock market. Um, growing your own garden. So Jessica Smith was talking about how there's certain bugs in soil that actually promote happiness and wellness. And when we get exposed to it, we actually act happier and um, more at ease. And she also gives tips because I told her, you know, like I don't have a backyard, like what are some things that I can do? And she gave some amazing tips about like growing different things in pots on your balcony or even on your windowsill. And so literally everybody can start to get the benefits of playing in the soil and gardening. Um, then we had Dr. Amy Killen, who I think you've had on before. She's amazing talking about stem cells and what they are and how stem cells can promote nicer skin. But what we really focused on was better sex. So having um, more intimate um, relationships with our partner and how uh, certain stem cells placed in certain areas can enhance, um, well, the women's pleasure, I guess, would be the best way to talk about it. So that was a ton of fun because I didn't think that stem cells could do that. Um, then we talked to like Dr. Felice uh, Gersh, who was talking about how important menstrual cycles are and how when we take birth control, it actually causes a cascading effect and can cause long-term issues. And one of the things is infertility. So placing kids on birth control early on isn't actually teaching us to love and adapt and really enjoy that part of us because that's part of being a woman. And so by taking birth control, it's just suppressing it. And so she really talked about it very beautifully and not, um, not in a condescending or a judgmental way, but in a way of how we really need to embrace uh, our menstrual cycles and what it can do for us long-term when we have healthy ones. So there was a lot of super, super cool things being said um, by the people that I was talking to. And then, you know, all of your listeners know how amazing your skincare products were and talking about going skin deep and making sure that the microbiome is so important. So we talked about that. And I'm sure you dropped some um, amazing things that your listeners haven't heard yet. So they need to tune in because Dr. Cates is on day four, I believe. But it was a ton of fun. And then you know, some of the things that I didn't talk to interviewers about, but it's part of the podcast is like toxic breast implants, like what to do, what are some symptoms, how do you heal from that, um, how to eat healthy on a budget. I get asked that all the time, well, how do I eat healthy when my budget isn't very big? And so um, Dr. Elena Villanueva is going to talk about that. And then you know, one of the things that I heard from uh, one of the other hosts, Dr. Terry Walls, said that we all need to be eating 200 plants. We need 200 different plants in our diet. And so there's just so many amazing things that I was like, this is a, like unreal. I didn't think and I didn't know, well, majority of the things that were being shared. It was so fantastic. Yeah, it's amazing. And that's just some of the topics and people speaking. And there were, there were what, two other hosts? Is that right? That, that interviewed people? 
so JJ Virgin is one of the hosts. She interviewed, I think, five people because she's a busy, busy, busy lady. Um, but there was um, five of us who got to split up. Thank goodness, because I couldn't do <laughs> 60 interviews. Oh my gosh. When I did my summit, I, I interviewed, I think it was, what was it, 30 people or whatever? I, it was a lot of work <laughs> for one person. Oh goodness. Well, and it's amazing because you get to learn so much, but at the same token, you know, having a busy practice and squeezing everybody in and making the times work because everybody lives all over the country. And, um, but I'm super grateful that there was uh, five other women helping to do the interviews, which is really the only reason we were able to get 70 interviews in total. Yeah. Fantastic. Amazing. Um, so, so we're going to have the link up to where people, where people can go to register, but tell everybody the dates when it's, cause it's, when it goes live and each day there's a new group of people, a new group of women that you'll be show, sharing and that's free when it's during that day. But then, um, then you kind of move on to the next day of the next group of interviews, and each each day it's free. Mm -hmm. And then after it goes live, then it's still available, but you have to pay for it. So it's it's great to catch it when it's when it's uh, going live and sign up early so you don't miss it. And so everybody, yeah. So the dates it gets launched September 9th. And that is day one. And so day one, you get emotional healing and self-love. And there are some absolutely amazing speakers. Day two is sex, hormone, and pregnancy. Day three is chronic disease solutions. Day four is um, like weight loss, uh, beauty, and energy. Day five is detox, gut health, and anti-aging. Day six is financial freedom and success. And then day seven is taking back your power. So it starts September 9th. And it's really blocked into days. But truthfully, I can't wait to listen to every single one of those um, speakers. So I'm like, I already signed up for it because I didn't get to hear everything. Uh, the nice thing about it, like I think I mentioned, it's TED Talk style. So it's 25 minutes. It's right to the point. But you're still getting between, I think, like eight and 10 people uh, per day. And so... <sighs> If you have a busy schedule like me, it's not always possible to squeeze in all the interviews in one day, but um, you do have the ability to purchase it and then watch it at your own convenience as well, which is super, super nice. Uh, but it starts September 9th, and honestly, guys, you won't want to miss it. It it was amazing, and if nothing else, you've got to listen to Dr. Trevor Cates, because uh, hers was unbelievable. It was I'm going to have to listen to it again because I don't think I got everything from it. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and so, you know, people are catching this after the, after it goes live again, you can, you can still purchase it. We have, we'll have a link up below your interview on uh, this, uh, on the website, the spotdoctor.com slash podcast. And then below your interview, the link will be there so people can sign up and, um, or purchase it however they want to do it. And then how do people find you, Dr. Caitlin? So we have a website up. It's called The Dental Detox, and it's just at .com. And you can find me on Facebook at uh, Caitlin Zazowski. I have a public figure page where I post videos on 
you know, different topics with the mouth. And right now I'm just focusing on the dental aspect and then I'll start connecting it to the rest of the body. So I try and keep the videos under five minutes just because everyone has a life and is busy and, you know, my attention span isn't much longer than five minutes when I'm doing a video anyway. So that's where I would recommend that um, you start and you can contact me off of the website if you have any questions as well. Okay, perfect. All right, thanks so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for being part of the summit. You really made it, you know, that much better and that much brighter. So we appreciate you. Oh, thank you. I hope you enjoyed this interview today with Dr. Caitlin. To learn more about her, as well as the 50 Ways to Women's Wellness Summit, you can go to thespadoctor.com, go to the podcast page with her interview, and you'll find all the information and links there. And while you're there, I invite you to join the Spa Doctor community, sign up for our podcast so you don't miss any of our upcoming shows. And also, if you haven't taken the skin quiz, it's a great way to find out what messages your skin is trying to tell you about your health and what you can do about it. Are you an Amber, Olivia, Sage, Emmett, or Heath skin type? You can go to theskinquiz.com to find out. And also I invite you to join me on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube, and join the conversation there. And I'll see you next time on the Spot Doctor Podcast.